Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And Alex, I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while. How about you? Yeah, this uh, this sounds like it's going to be a good one. Interesting on a lot of different accounts. Yes. Yes, it is. We have some guests on today who are coming at us from Africa, Ghana. Wow. Isn't that right, Josh and Jess? Yeah, we're in Uganda. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Boy, we got some cool things we're going to be talking about because these guys are wholesaling deals in the U.S. while being acting and serving as missionaries, not acting as missionaries, <laughs> serving as missionaries <laughs> in, in, in Uganda, Africa. And That uh, is a combination for sure. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. I remember, Alex, yeah. when I was first getting into business, like I was in college and um, I've called myself a Christian, been going to church since 1988, right? So this has always been an important part of my life, my faith and stuff. And yeah, I remember in college thinking, man, it would be so cool if I could work with a company that would send us overseas, right? And so it was one of the major reasons why I chose civil engineering and construction is because I knew that there were a lot of companies that did international work all over the world that maybe I could go and and do that. And if I I do believe if I would have stuck with that job and that career, I could have had a lot of opportunity to travel all over the world. But uh looks like we just lost Alex for a second. Oops, he'll probably he'll probably come back in. But um I remember looking back at those at those days thinking, man, it would be so cool. So I took a job with a large international company. Um it was called Black and Veatch out of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of traveling in the US. And realized that got old real quick. But I thought, man, it would be so cool if I could make a living <laughs> while making money while you know serving God somewhere in some third world country or helping people do whatever. Yeah. So, but anyway, one of the reasons why I got into real estate investing when I did is because I saw that this was an opportunity where I could make money literally from anywhere in the world, and I could flip houses from anywhere in the world. And when I first started getting into wholesaling, I wrote down a, a vision for my life that my wife and I agreed we want to do this stuff. We want, and, and, and I was wholesaling deals virtually even in my own backyard, wholesaling deals without talking to the sellers, without looking at the houses, without talking mm-hmm. to the buyers. And I thought, if I can do this in my right. own backyard, why can't I do it while we're traveling around Europe or traveling around in our RV? And uh, we've been able to do that. We've been able to do that. And so we have a special guest on today's show, Josh and Jess Davis. Where in the United States are you guys from? We're from the Gulf Coast. So New Orleans, Louisiana, we live just outside of there. Awesome. Okay. And mm-hmm. looks like Alex, we got Alex back. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Alex, I was going to say something. What I remember when we were first, when we first met back in 2010, so about seven years ago, uh, you, yeah. were, you were doing virtual wholesaling at the time. Back then, absolutely you? yes, and you were one of the guys with Chris Chico that were yep. that got me really interested in this. And I remember very clearly looking at what you guys were doing, thinking, "Man, I can do that, right? I want to do that." Absolutely. And so I owe some of my <laughs> I owe some of my some of my success to uh, you and Chris Chico. Well, you're welcome. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So first, guys, let me tell you, before we get into talking to Josh and Jess, you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, get our Fast Cash Survival Kit, listen to all of our previous episodes. I'm telling you, they're awesome, good, really good stuff. And you get the show notes from this podcast and um, get all of the... We don't do transcriptions anymore, but I'm thinking about bringing them back. I don't know. but uh, Oh, interesting. We've... We do have people that actually read our transcriptions, Alex. Can you believe that? Of course. It's easy, right? If you're not in the property, you can fire up the the listening. You can just breeze through. Yes, Riss. Hey, real quick, Alex, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. uh, I've been experimenting with uh, kind of an acquisitions guy that uh, I've – Somebody I've worked with uh, for quite some time, but not in a acquisitions manager role. So I've been playing with that and – 
Uh, he's been get, getting some stuff under contract, so uh, it's been it's been good. It's been cool um, as uh, as things progress. Is he working for you in your local market or in a yes, different market? So in my local market. So is this the first time you've had somebody in your local market doing this for you? Well, I've worked with uh, realtors uh, in this kind of capacity, but the only thing with realtors is they, you know, they're not employees. So when you've got something that pops up they can't just drop everything and run, you know? So if you've got somebody who's dedicated to this, well then, yeah. And, it, and, and they're counting on it for their income. Well, then they're going to drop everything and run. So nice. That's, you know, that's the difference there. Very cool. Yeah. I just wanted to, I, I want to give everybody an update on our stuff too, real quick. This land business, Alex is going crazy. Wow. Yeah. We flipped two more lots last week for a profit. Flipped and- them as in, Bought them and sold them. Um, owner financing? No, we're selling them with cash. We're not doing terms yet, but we're close. I wanted to build up okay. some reserves. I wanted to build up some reserves from the profits of our flips, right? Sure. I could have put a bunch of money into it, but I wanted to build up the bank account with cash that we could um, buy these things and then turn around and finance them, buy them from our profits, right? So it's been going really, really well. It's amazing. I think... Uh, land follows housing, the housing market in somewhat in some ways too, because people are getting more sure. confident, right? They're getting more confident, and they have some money. They want to invest in some recreational property, or they want to have some place they can get off the grid when the government cracks down and, and steals all their guns. <laughs> so, okay, so you're talking about <laughs> land. Are well, you talking about? Big tracts of land that you've got, or are you talking like little infill lots, or what would be an example? These are properties that are anywhere from one to twenty acres, uh, an hour, two hours outside of any major city. They're like in the sticks, okay. right? Okay, yeah. And in Colorado, you know these organic granola pot smokers <laughs> will buy these lots. <laughs> <laughs> or just people who want a yeah. place where they can ride their four-wheelers and go camping and get off, you know, hide their food, sure. uh, emergency supplies. And so, but anyway, it's it's going actually really, really well. And we've been in the last... I actually bought some land yesterday. Uh, we're in, in the city or what? No, I'm going to build on it. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's an acre. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. Good. But that we've we've we have this twenty acre lot. It's gorgeous in southern Colorado. It's in the foothills, but you can really beautiful views of the mountains. And um, we're, we think we bought it for. I'm, I'm rough for the numbers here. We bought it for four grand. We sold it for about twenty grand. It's worth about. Oh wow! It's worth about forty. And this was from a seller who was back on taxes or something. No, we just send. We go pick a county and we send a bunch of blind offers. You know. Okay. Now, we're still doing wholesaling deals. We're still doing lease options. But um, this land, I have some partners that are doing really well with it, and we're just cruising right along. In fact, we we got so many properties under contract, we had to slow down, and we haven't sent any mail for about three months. We're trying to sell the properties that we currently have. So anyway, I didn't want to spend too much time on that because sure, we have Josh sure. and Jess waiting. And uh, I'm so <laughs> glad you guys are here, Josh and Jess Davis. To talk yeah, with glad, us. We're glad to be here. You guys are in Uganda, Africa. <laughs> we are. We're sweating right now. It's hot and it's nighttime. Wow. So it's about the start of our workday here. Oh, so, so because of the time difference. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about I mean, so you guys, why don't you go back in time a little bit and you know, how did you get started in real estate? How'd you guys meet? Um, and what brought you to Africa? That's like a loaded question, but We'd love to hear your story. Sure. I got started in real estate right after Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. And New Orleans hit with all the devastation. And then my wife and I met. In 2010. So I was a missionary and I was writing my first book. My first book got picked up and it was being published. So I was back in the States traveling around. And I actually meet um, a friend of Josh's and... He was dating somebody, so I wanted to see if he had any other ones that he might know, and he said, Josh Davis, and so I saw a picture of him. I was traveling everywhere. He was in New Orleans, and we started talking. Um, Our whole relationship was on Skype just for about four weeks, and I get a phone call from him. I'm getting ready to take a team back to Africa, 
Um, and he says, I'm coming, I'm signing up. So the day before we left for Africa, he proposed to me and we got married in Africa six weeks from the time we met. Um, I remember asking him what he (laughs) did for a living and he said, real estate. So here I am, this missionary girl, you know, I was funded by churches at that time and I knew I needed to find a guy who could, I wanted to find somebody who could be all over the world. And I thought real estate might fit that bill. And so, but I had no idea of what he did. And it took me probably three years before I even understood, you know, um, anything about Josh's business until it really became our business until we learned to work together. Wow. And how long have you been married now? Almost seven years. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. That's awesome. And so you got married in Africa. How did. how did that work? <laughs> Is that hard to do? <laughs> I don't know. You know, um, we we uh, were supposed to come back to the States to get married, but we really felt like, you know, our heart was to uh, be married here. So we were in and out of seven countries and we ended up getting married legally in Uganda. And then um, our ceremony was in Mozambique, Africa, right on the ocean. So I used to live in Africa before I met Josh, too. Um, but after we got married. We ended up having to get married four times. So Uganda, Mozambique, <laughs> then we went to Paris for a honeymoon, and then we went back to the States and had to get married there as well. So it took a long time. We had to do it lots <laughs> over and over. That's hilarious. <laughs> but it stuck. Four times is a charm, something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's so cool. Now, how long have you been in Africa then? Seven years? Together? No, we came no. back to the States um, and had children. We had um, a little, our first little girl was born um, three months early at just a pound, and she's happy and healthy and wild. Wow. Awesome. And then we had an, another little boy who was, you know, chubby and healthy at birth. And then we also, um, we lost a son at birth in 2014 and another at birth in 2015. So, oh, you know, we, we went through a long, um, a long process of just kind of, taking those hurdles and just being, you know, losing everything for us, you know? And, um, I think during that process, Josh and I began to dream again about Africa and, you know, we had always struggled about, are we missionaries or are we business leaders? And we, we kind of found out later that we were asking the wrong question. And, uh, we began to get into this community of people that saw business as mission. And so, um, From there, we started testing the mobility of our business. So the last two years, we've been um, working in three major markets, but we've never traveled to those places. Um, And so this was the big leap, going to Uganda, knowing that doing it remotely was possible. And we had done it while in the States, but this was the big make or break moment for us. You know, we moved our family 10,000 miles across the world to the third world. So it was either going to work or it wasn't. And so in the first four weeks of being here, we had two deals closed. Wow. And now we have four more closing. So, um, you know, Josh has been the one to spearhead everything. And he's the one with, you know, 12 years of experience. Um, but we started working together because we just had a passion for couples who could fund their dreams. And wow. our dream was to live in the dirt in Africa for now. But it's been a great thing for us, too, because we found out it works. And so it's opened up doors for us thinking about what's next. You know, we're going to be here three to four years. Um We don't know, maybe going back to the Gulf Coast, but we know that we could do it anywhere. So we're really just um, learning to dream again after going through what we have and seeing that we can, you know, maybe the opportunities in front of us are bigger than we thought. So we're really excited about it. So sorry to hear about that, those losses. That was horrible. But, um, man, that's tough. Makes me want to cry. (laughs) But um, Yeah, it was a hard. Yeah, um, it was a really hard experience. Man. I cannot imagine. This may be a, a, a dumb question because I had a hard enough time getting reliable internet traveling around Europe. Uh, how hard is it to get internet, good internet, in Uganda, in Africa? The first couple of weeks, it was really hard when we were here to get really good internet. Then we figured it out. So we have to pay about $200 a month for internet. Yeah. Wow. It okay. is expensive. But seven years ago, this was not possible. Um, our phone number from the States are the same. Um, both of our numbers are the same. Uh, we have Wi-Fi calling through our carrier in the States. And so if you want to call us, 
you can call our U.S. number and um, it reaches us just the same as if we were in Mississippi or New Orleans. Okay. So seven years ago, that wouldn't be possible. And Wi-Fi, you know, we have a little box that comes with us. You know, the other day we were in the middle of the city in Uganda and we had a guy from Guatemala wanting to buy a property in Nashville or in New Orleans that we had. And we had to send him a contract, but all I had was my phone and I was in the middle of Uganda and I had my little Wi-Fi box and I was able just to do the contract on the phone and send it over. So we're talking to Guatemala while in Uganda in the back of a little car doing a contract. Isn't that amazing? With kids jumping all over it. (laughs) That is so exciting. And and, and with word, and with word on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Wow. (laughs) But it worked. (laughs) I mean, just stop, just stop for a second and think about that. How much did you, how much money did you make on that deal? 8,000. Oh my goodness. And, and, and if you don't mind me asking in, in Africa, what kind of, what, what kind of income do you need to make per month just to break even and meet all your needs? We tend to try to live below our means so that we can bank. We want to come out of Uganda with enough money to be able to, you know, our ultimate goal really is to build on the Gulf Coast. You know, the South is home to us. Yeah. So we try to live within $2,000 a month wow. as our budget here. So 2500 would be the max. But most of that is just because we um, always want to make sure we have legit internet and the technology we need. So some of that's more expensive. So one deal can can meet your needs for maybe three months. Yeah, three months or four months. Oh, it, um, I don't want to talk more than Josh, it's but okay. we um, to think about this. We're in the third world world right now. This <laughs> sure. is how crazy this is. Last year is when we were really testing the mobility of our business. Remember, and we were doing around two deals. Two to three deals a month, and we were averaging about 6K in the United States. Now we're in the third world, had no transition time, and we were averaging three to four deals a month, almost five this month, and if the other one closes, and we're averaging 10K a month in the third world. And so, you know, that's our goal. You know, the biggest thing is just finding creative solutions. And right now, when the power goes out or you know, they're very, very specific here. So we have odd, uh, you know, just like being in the back of a car in the middle of Uganda, talking to a guy in Guatemala and doing a contract. Um, All of our, the creative solutions we have to find are very unique. So we just have had to learn to, um, yeah, and and stay encouraged and, um, and just remember what we're actually able to do. So that is so freaking awesome and inspiring. (laughs) I think it's okay to say that, but like that is this is just awesome. I'm so I'm so happy for you guys and proud of you guys because it's been one of my passions through this podcast, through coaching and the training and all of that stuff to help people like realize fulfilling the vision for their lives and using real estate as a means to do that. Right? Like we didn't for yeah, our kids for we sure. homeschool. We didn't want to just teach them yeah. about ancient Greek civilization. We wanted to show it to them, right? So we got to take them to Athens. Yeah. I'd never take them there again. I, I hated Athens. But, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Must have been a bad trip. Oh, this, yeah. But, you know, we get to, like, this fall we're thinking about going to um, the New England because we're studying the Revolutionary Period and, and get to take them there and show them some stuff. Maybe, hopefully, we can take them to some of the Civil War things. But to have that kind of a freedom to show your kids the world and show them how like 75% of the world really lives. So true. What an awesome privilege and a gift that you're giving not only to the people that you're helping and serving in Uganda, but to your kids as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. So true. We homeschool too. So we know that wild ride that that is, that's a whole nother beast of itself. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> we had, when we were in Europe and I, yeah. I know Europe is nothing yeah. like Africa, but I know a little bit about traveling with kids um, we would have six yeah. suitcases, and two of the six would be books. <laughs> and so those yeah, – and the true. hard part is you have to worry about weight, you know. And so we'd have to distribute the books so that none of the suitcases were over um, uh, 50 kilograms, I think is what it was at the time. But, wow, God bless you guys for doing that. Yeah, it's like how much do you need yeah, to learn sure. about that? We'll just keep that book out. That's how we were when we were coming to you, God. Right. How much do they need to learn this? And because you do. We had we didn't have very many bags. We just had to pack our life up. Wow. And 
And we had so, about 14 bags we took with us. Yeah, too. we did. Does it feel a little, does it feel liberating for you when you see like, this is really all we need. We just need these 14 suitcases and that's it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really need that. We just took enough yeah, Tom's we were... toothpaste to last <laughs> for a while. A bunch of, wow. Toothpaste and soap and everything else to the main essentials. Okay. Yeah, but I think we're learning to dream again. You know, I think I had a vision for myself when we got married and Josh um, had a vision for himself. And it took us a long time to figure out how to merge those two things. And I think when we finally did, we realized that it was so much better than what we had planned individually. Mm. And so, you know, this idea that we can fund our dreams that, you know, we, our kids can be a part of it. We don't have to leave our kids behind. And um, we also don't have to live like, you know, stereotypical missionaries either. You know, we want to influence culture and we believe God yeah. um, can wants to do that too. And so, you know, we want to be wealthy. We want to generate wealth and we want to teach our kids to do the same and know how to use it powerfully. So um, we're kind of still, you know, on that uphill climb, but yeah, we're, we're kind of um, still getting used to the, you know, this new place. Maybe there's opportunity for you guys in the future too, as well, to train other missionaries to do real estate and help support themselves. There you go. Yeah, that, yeah sure. that's a big part of ours is just to encourage other um, mission-minded people to be fiscally responsible. But even business-minded people and families who want to be free to live out their dreams, whether you know Jesus or not, um, that, you know, you can do it together. We're, we're really um, interested in couples working together. Hmm. But even like J.T. Fox, he's going to be in South Africa in August. Yeah. And Josh is going. I think he's taking a couple guys with him. And so um, the ones that were brave enough to go on long plane rides. <laughs> Who is J.T. Uh, Fox? He's a business motivational speaker yeah. guy. Yeah. Hey, yeah, guys, so are you with a certain mission board? Uh, we have a nonprofit in the States called Those Who Dream. And so um, our business, our for-profit business, We Buy New Orleans, is um, set up as a social enterprise. So we fund our nonprofit through our for-profit. Does that make sense? Mm, I'm having difficulty with it. (laughs) Okay. So social enterprise is the idea that your business can change the world. So like think about Tom's toothpaste or Tom's. The brand Tom's, yes. they do natural yes. products. They fund their nonprofit endeavors through their for-profit business. And oh, okay. So, so it's the whole idea that business can change the world. So um, we're, our, our business funds our nonprofit. So we are completely self-funded, if that makes awesome. any sense. We so, don't have, okay, so you're not with any kind not. of mission board or anything like that. You guys just went out on their own and decided to, <laughs> to bring the message. Well, we had, well, we have a nonprofit um, that we work under, but we also direct, but we're also ordained under Iris Ministries, and that is in Mozambique, Africa, and they're also in the United States. They're based in California. Cool. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's, and we're also that's, connected to several churches and stuff like that, Yeah, too, it's a yeah. global, um, Iris Global is a is a very large organization around the world, so we, we were married by them, and I'm ordained under them. Oh, cool. Did you also like, you know, a lot of missionaries have to go on deputation and stuff like that. Did you guys do that originally to get your support up to a certain level before you went out there? Oh, no, we're not supported by any um, any funding at that's all cool. other than our own. So that's that's amazing right there. You know, because we're connected with churches, but most of the churches we know have a hard time keeping their lights on. Yeah. So we knew we had to find a way. We had to get creative. That's yeah. that's huge, and, you know, because there's a lot of missionaries and a lot of different mission boards where missionaries go out and they're seeking support mm. of the churches yeah, to uh, to cover them. And not to say there's anything wrong with that, but the mm-hmm. fact that you are using your own money to live out there and and be a missionary is is, is quite amazing. Well, what is deputation anyway, yeah, Alex? You're not sure what deputation Never. is? I'm not either. You're more of a missionary than us. Come on, expert. Are you serious? Come on, Alex. What is deputation? Okay. What is that? Yeah, what is that? Well, let me, let me ask you this. What, what uh, denomination or circle um, did you circle. grow up circle. in? So is it Baptist? A... Was it Southern Baptist? Was it? No, I, pr- I was a preacher before I met Josh. Southern Baptist. She is not a Southern Baptist. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a Southern Baptist. 
but I went to a Southern Baptist. Um, That's seminary, so awesome. So God um, bless you, Jess. Okay. They, um, yeah, yeah. I made it. So through. you went to Southern but, Baptist uh, Seminary. I was the only girl in the preaching yes. class, and my professors um, did not like that. But I loved the shock value out of it. <laughs> so, um, yes. but I don't know. Um, we're more charismatic than anything, you know. We, okay. we believe that the Holy Spirit is alive and well here, but you know, we've lived through times that are devastating too. Yeah. So I think we're we're kind of, you know, we love You're charismatics and, with your feet on the ground. So. So the, okay, so the, so I guess the, uh, the the interesting thing about the Southern Baptist Circle is that missionaries do not have to go out on deputation. I grew up in a uh, I guess you would call the independent, and this is going to be funny, the independent <laughs> fundamental Baptist Church. Wow, well, that's a okay. long term. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So very where where it was very, uh, what would the word be for that? Um, <laughs> conservative, sure, I guess you would sure. say. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when they went out, but but when they sent missionaries out and uh, also in a lot of different colleges too. So, all right, so you went to seminary. Did you go to a Bible mm. college as well? I did. What college? Campbellsville University in Kentucky. Okay. All right. So mm. the circle I'm talking about is the Bob Jones circle. Have you heard of that? Bob Jones University? Did you say University? Bob Jones? Bob Jones University. Yeah, yeah I yeah, used to. I went to Morning Star Ministry School before that, and we used to do outreaches to Bob Jones University because uh, we were the weird charismatic. I remember going, getting on campus, and I didn't know anything about them, and I had like all my makeup done up and my my bleach blonde hair curled to the max, and I get out and nobody's wearing makeup at all, and I look like the harlot no. from Babylon has just arrived. That, okay, <laughs> anyway, see that's yeah, that's what I'm that's yeah. what I'm ta- okay. So Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina, right? That's what you're yes, talking about. Yes, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful okay. There, so the, in that circle, if I can use that word, is sure. those missionaries would have to go out for years and still do and go out on mm-hmm. deputation. And that means right. you're going to collect support from the churches to support yes. you while you're there. And you have to raise your support to live there. That's what I'm talking mm. about. Yeah. And that's the thing with the Southern Baptist denomination is you don't have to do that because it's all done through the convention. But you guys are even way above that because you I don't again, I don't that came out wrong. You're not above that. But what you're doing is incredible because you're not relying on outside support from churches or individuals or anything, which makes it that more incredible. You know, Jess, my brother went to Morningstar School there back really ben ben uh ben, ben john, john is yes. your is your um, yes brothers? do you know him that's, yeah, that's awesome. awesome do you know him oh no of course you do because he introduced um, me I to know, you guys <laughs> yeah, from, yeah sorry, from nashville yeah. yeah we used to yes. live in nashville okay. for a little while a hot second we interviewed Brittany turner on this podcast uh, a couple years ago and she went to uh, morningstar for a while too have you heard that interview oh, yet? Wow. from she's in nashville What's her name? I couldn't hear. Brittany you Turner. Up. Yes, yes she's from Morning Star. Yeah. yeah, I do know. Her. Wow. See, I don't even know what Morning Star is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a school of. Well, they have a school of ministry, but uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. You know those famous people. Oh, used yes, to be on the, the televangelist. TV. They're not associated. Not <laughs> yes, associated. Yeah. But these people went in and got their property when Jim uh, lost all the property. You know the old Praise the Lord property, and so it's a large. The Praise um, the Lord property. Yeah, the okay. PTL property. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Rick and Julie Joyner lead Morningstar Ministries, and they're really great. They were great to us after we lost our sons, hmm. too, and we appreciate you know everything they do there. But they have a school of ministry, too, and now it's a okay. university. That's so funny. You guys, wow. you guys would go to Bob Jones University. <laughs> That's I'm cracking up over that. You would go and minister <laughs> to the people at Bob Jones University. Yes, we did outreaches. There. Wow! <laughs> what do you? Uh, no, no, let's let's change. Let's change the subject. Another Christian college. <laughs> let's change the subject. Prophetic ministry. Okay. okay. All right. But yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Those of you that uh, this is funny to us because we kind of understand 
the culture, the differences in the to- those two cultures. And those of you that are listening to this have yeah. no idea what we're talking about, and you just think inside we're weird. That, I guess we can say that. Yeah. So this is these are these are good inside in, inside circle jokes. <laughs> but, uh, yes. I'm glad we got that term defined: deportation or whatever. Deputation. 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 Okay. Not deportation. <laughs> okay. You're gonna have to have a transcript. That's, oh my goodness. That's so awesome, though. I mean, I just I think it's so cool that you guys getting it back into like <laughs> business because you guys are using your business to support your missionary work and you're doing some awesome things. Yeah. And it, how yep. cool would it be if God could put you in a position too, where you could help teach other missionaries how to do this stuff so that they, they don't have to go through deputation. They can just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they can support themselves. That is yeah, so awesome. Sure. I know when I was in Prague, we, I, I did some classes to people from YWAM Training them how to do podcasting and internet businesses, and it was just a uh, it was a three hour seminar that I did, and I had about uh, four maybe four different YWAM uh, people there, and I was just teaching them a little bit about how to start a blog, how to create a podcast, do some internet marketing stuff, and they loved it. Um, I don't know if anybody did anything with it. It's hard to teach how to start an internet business in just a couple three hours, but. I gave them a yeah. ton of resources that they could go in to free resources that they could go in and start learning this stuff for free. And if they really wanted to apply themselves, they could do it. There are so many opportunities to make money virtually or online while you're traveling around the world. Uh, I was just yeah. talking to a friend of mine who runs my Facebook ads for me. And uh, there's this, I'm a course junkie. I admit it. And so when I see a course, I'm like, I got to buy that, right? And so there's this guy who's in one of my masterminds <laughs> who has a course on doing running a Facebook ad agency, right? And it teaches people how to make money doing local marketing for local businesses. So you go find local dentists and local chiropractors and, and stuff like that. And you can, um, you know, for a thousand bucks a month, 500 bucks a month, you can run their Facebook ad campaigns for them. And there's right now, Facebook is super easy to use and get good business to. So anyway, we were talking to this guy and I said, you know what? I have a 13 year old and 11 year old boys that would, do you think this would be something they could, they could do? And cause right now they're maybe not old enough to like negotiate with sellers, right? <laughs> and to real estate. But he said, yeah, you know what? I have at least two other friends that have kids that right. are like yeah. 10 to 12 years old <laughs> who are running Facebook ad campaigns for local businesses and are making a killing with it. And a killing for a 10-year-old kid, maybe a couple thousand bucks a month. I mean, that's that's really good money. And you can run Facebook ad campaigns from anywhere in the world. When I was in Prague, that's, I was yeah, meeting people there who were working virtually. They call them digital nomads, you know. They were running marketing campaigns for small businesses in the United States while living in Prague wow. and traveling around Europe and stuff. So. There's a lot of opportunity there, and, and you know you could wholesale houses, you could flip vacant land. I was been I've been talking to some people who live in England. They're from Africa, and they live in England, and uh, they were wanting my help with flipping houses in the United States. But they were especially intrigued with how to flip land in the United States, and they were telling me that for whatever culture they were from in Africa, it would be more prestigious and honor uh, honorable for them or whatever. To flip land, because land is so Whoa. such highly esteemed in Africa, and mm. and they have a lot of connections. They're they're not missionaries or anything like that, but they have a lot of connections yeah. with wealthy people in this country in Africa, and they think that they can actually sell this land to African uh, investors, which was I thought was fascinating, wow. and I I haven't really dove that much wow. deep into them, but they were really really intrigued with the idea of flipping land in the United States from Africa because they could actually get private money and investors from other Africans to wow. run this business with them, which I thought was fascinating. That's incredible. And they were, they were living yeah, in England. And they, so, but anyway, so let's talk about, yeah, can we talk about how you guys are doing deals and how many different markets are you in? We're in three right now. Three different markets. So we're in Nashville. Uh-huh. Nashville is about 30% of our business, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Denham Springs area is about 30%. We do 60% in New Orleans. Okay. I have heard awesome things about the Louisiana market. 
It's 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 one of those markets that is just now kind of getting a lot of attention from national investors. One of my uh, most successful students is crushing it right now in Lafayette. Yeah, oh, we've seen a awesome. lot um, lately. People connected with that work in Lafayette. We've heard of a lot of people doing really good stuff in Lafayette. Yeah, we haven't yet. So, what do you guys do? Do you do direct mail? How do you find your seller leads? We don't do a lot of direct mail. Most of what we do is a lot of ton of networking uh-huh. and networking with other investors and partnerships. But we have done direct mail in the last couple of years, but uh, we've never spent a dime on marketing in the last few years. We always have people that invest in marketing for us. Um, so of course that's seasonal. So I know that will change too, but we have bird dogs in new Orleans and Nashville and Baton Rouge that seem to work better on lead generation than any of our direct mail ever did. Wow. And so that's what we're just, we're just, we're just working with where the iron's hot right now. So we're, we're aware that that may change and probably will change. But right now our best um, way of generating leads is through people. So we have a lot of team members on the ground that do the, those things for us. We even had a realtor in New Orleans. Was it New Orleans? Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge uh, email us the other day that we used to be connected with that is volunteering her time to be a bird dog for us there because she's wanting to make more money and, and she's made more money with us than in wow. her own you know, it through her license. And so yeah, last August, Baton Rouge and Denham Springs had devastating flooding. And so we yeah, sent in yeah. disaster response teams there to help the cleanup in it. I didn't go through Hurricane Katrina like Josh did, but he, it looked, we work in Africa, right? Yeah. That was the most devastation I'd ever seen. And it was right in the middle of America. Wow. So it looked like somebody set off a bomb in the middle of Baton Rouge, Denham wow. Springs, and everything was just rubble. And so Josh said it reminded him of Hurricane Katrina. But because of what happened there, um, there we've done a lot of business since then because of the storm. And sure. New Orleans and Baton Rouge get hit a lot. And people are stubborn there. Like Josh, he's from New Orleans. <laughs> Nobody ever leaves. So our business com- you know, repeats itself so much because, you know, we have a lot of storms there. So it seems after big storms, our business increases a lot more. So Baton Rouge is that that um, heavy hitter for us right now. We're really focusing on that area. Uh, that, and that's cool because you're not – I want to make it clear. You're not storm chasers. You're not going into areas no. of devastation and, and stealing these properties from right. poor, unsuspecting homeowners. They They just want to get rid of it. They want to dump it. They got their insurance money. And they just want to get out mm-hmm. of Dodge. Isn't that right? Is that typically what happens? Yeah. I mean, we yeah, want to make it clear that we live there. So yeah. we we love New Orleans. We love Louisiana. We believe in the people there. And, you know, we've invested money into that place. And we do business there because we want to see it better. And so when things happen, and they always do, we have the same spirit in us that we want to see those places better. So, yes, we do make money from that. But um, the ultimate goal, goal is for those places to be where they were better. Again. Yeah. You know, we sent in disaster response teams into Baton Rouge when that flooding happened. And we took our own family. My three-year-old and four-year-old were gutting houses and mudding out houses two days after the flooding. So, wow. you know, we're we're invested into the communities we work in on multiple levels, too. But, yeah. Um, we want to see the communities we invest in thrive. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So then um, – you're getting most of your deals from bird dogs. Do, are you yeah. just are you presenting yourselves as buyers or somebody who has buyers that you flip them to? Mostly, who has buyers? Okay. Yeah, we've spent time building our buyers list. So you know, we we don't buy. Um, we have bought before and we've done flips before, but right now we're only you know utilizing our buyers list. So yeah. we and, sell, and we and we have such an extensive database of buyers that's growing pretty much daily. So. So we do a lot of partnerships and some people like those and some people don't, but we value our partners just as much as we value our buyers. And um, so most of our business right now comes through partnerships. People know that we have people that can close quickly and that are working repeatedly in the areas we do and we connect with them. Um, But we also have our own leads as well. Man, if you do any direct mail marketing, it should be marketing for buyers to keep on building your buyers list, right? Yeah, you're yes. right. One That's of the when when we were wholesaling about five six deals a week in St. Louis, we actually stopped doing any seller marketing, and we were only doing buyer marketing, sending letters to cash buyers who were buying outside of their states in other turnkey markets. 
And it was really, you know, those are lists that are really easy to get. We'd send them letters. We'd say, hey, have you looked at St. Louis? We're the premier real estate investing company in St. Louis. We have great returns on our properties. Give us a call if you want to talk. And those calls would go to my acquisitions manager's cell phone from those letters. And we'd just build relationships with these buyers, and they were fantastic. They were already comfortable with buying properties in other states because they were doing it before. And we just had the connections. We had connections with property managers and with with, um, contractors and insurance companies and lenders. And we were selling, quote unquote, turnkey properties without fixing them up. And we realized that we can just get a much better ROI on our time and our money by sending direct mail to buyers and building up a fantastic list of buyers. Not these weren't buyers that we just email our blast, email blast properties to. These were people that we could text or call that we, you know, yeah, we, knew, we knew specifically what they wanted and what they were willing to pay for it. And then we just yeah. had a huge list of realtors and investors and wholesalers in, the, in, in our market. And we would just send an email once a week. Hey, we're looking for deals. We're looking for properties. Do you have anything? Please send them our way. Please send us what you have. And um, we would sometimes double close. Sometimes we would assign. Sometimes we'd do a JV agreement. It was just different every time on how we did yeah, that. Yeah, most but definitely. That is we really cool. Relate, we, that, that's really awesome. But um, so do you are, – are you finding that um, – oh, what is the time difference there to um, the United mm-hmm. States East Coast? It is 8 o'clock p.m. here. So, so you're seven hours we, ahead guys- of Eastern time. So it's it's Wednesday where you are, right? Wednesday at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Wednesday okay. night, yes. So how are you adjusting? How do, what kind of hours do you work? How does that work out? Usually till about six to six to four thirty in the morning. Six to about two to three in the morning every night. Wow. We have been working till four thirty lately because it's been so so much. So that's been a hard transition for us, but it's it's good. It's better for me because I homeschool during the day and we also do ministry during the day. And so working at night enables us to work together a lot better, but it does mean that we have lots of plate spinning all the time. So we have to kind of work in our rest in spurts. So do you guys have virtual assistants? Anybody helping you? No, we don't. We don't. I handle all of our organizational, you know, (laughs) end at this, at this point. Do you think having a virtual assistant would help? Yes, I, I think Josh and I, um, Josh and his brother both do um, real estate and um, his older brother utilizes a virtual assistant too. Um, I'm not too familiar, um, but as long as the person I knew, I knew them and knew that what they were saying was correct, it would be okay. I think that it's just harder because the buyers that we work with are wanting to speak to us a lot. And so yeah. uh, we haven't ventured into the whole, I've been Josh's assistant for years, but we are, you're right. We are getting to the point where we're not going to be able to um, get to the next level for us. If we're still, um, if we don't hand off some of those things. And so yeah, the that's VA takes care of a lot of stuff, like little stuff on the front end as a yeah. good way to break into one. You know, and then slowly but surely, if you wanted to, you could carry you could hand off some of the seller conversations. If you have a you have a really good one, you might be able to find somebody local there that could help you. Do you think? (laughs) <laughs> that's true can you say it again that's so funny <laughs> i'm saying no it's funny because your va would be in the united states <laughs> not not local <laughs> i mean i mean local in in they wouldn't be a virtual assistant well it would <laughs> i mean like yeah. local in uganda maybe how would that be difficult yeah I would be afraid be, people be would think hard. we're doing like Africa um, Nigerian uh, scam scams. or something. Oh. Yeah, like what is your bank account information? I've got a wire for you. <laughs> but we do. Um, it would be, you know, right now we have people who we would consider bird dogs in those areas that are really great for us. And maybe one of those people can, can more um, for us, yeah. as they're learning, um, help us. Maybe that would be more, more organic for us. Um, but team. yeah, that's something we really need to, that's good advice. We really need to be looking into. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. And it could be just something where you hire somebody part-time to do some marketing for you, right? You could hire, just start off with a part-time Filipino virtual assistant <laughs> that could uh, send emails and text messages for you in the different yeah, markets absolutely. that you're in. Josh does the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Or 
Ted does this. Yeah. Time. But um, wow, that's cool. So talk about your kids. I see a picture of them here on Skype. How many? <laughs> you have two kids, right? We, we have two living. Yeah. Yes. Um, Jolie is our daughter and Tuck, he is our son. Um, she's five and he's four now. Awesome. And how do they like being in Africa? They're wild. They love it. Um, they adjust, you know, they've adjusted a lot better than we have. Yeah. They, yeah. It, you know, they love, um, they love life no matter what we homeschool them too. So, you know, they're with us 24 seven. It's odd because, you know, we don't get, um, I'm a little bit more, um, uh, I only leave my kids with family, so we don't have family here. So we're kind of <laughs> with them all the time. Um, so, but, um, you know, I love that they get to be around us and they, you know, they do life with us no matter where we're at. And so they're getting to see that in ministry and in business. And yeah. Yeah. They're wild and very, really happy very... little kids in kindergarten right now. <laughs> so do you use a curriculum to homeschool them or do you yes, kind of? What you mind telling me what that is? You broke up. I said, do you mind saying what curriculum you use? Sure. You want me to say? Josh doesn't know. We use a Becca. Uh, ah, you use a <laughs> Becca. I do. I, I, I was. You know where that originates from? <laughs> the Southern Baptist Convention, maybe. No, <laughs> no, Pensacola yes, Christian Pensacola. College. Well, you guys know more than I do, and I'm teaching. That's horrible. <laughs> my wife, my wife went to school there and uh, is a bona fide oh. a Becca graduate. So yeah, she loves <laughs> Becca. Becca's a great I, curriculum. Yeah, I used a Becca a long time ago too because I was homeschooled myself. Yeah, Joshua, oh. I fought against a Becca for two years, and then I realized how much I loved it. <laughs> like, um, I love a Becca, so um, it's it's very fast paced and um, and very. And they terrible. hammer you on the facts. Uh, they they do. Know and, it's pretty adva- and it's pretty advanced because you go to it some is. other schools and you can test that a lot higher. Yeah, our yeah. four-year-old is doing kindergarten work right now. He, they, they both are in the same grade, so he, um, he keeps up. And yeah, I've been really happy with it. So yeah, we use a Becca. We plan on being a Becca ites <laughs> forever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe the graduates. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. We um, use a different curriculum. It's called Heart of Dakota for our kids. But we, my daughter, my daughter went to a uh, preschool, and it was a a Christian school, and they actually used the Ubeka, Abeka, Abeka, Abeka curriculum (laughs) at the preschool, which I thought, and that's it's a kindergarten or preschool through eighth grade school, I think too. Very good with helping to get kids to read very very quickly. Yes. yes, they are doing such a good job at reading now. I'm amazed. I feel like a great teacher, and I know it's just the curriculum. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing how advanced all of her um, kids, of uh, the kids, were at that school. And when they get into high school or college, they're way advanced from anybody yes, else. That's so true. And it's not, it's not like it's difficult either. They just um, they challenge the kids, and it just catch on pretty quick too. Yeah, kids are a lot yeah, smarter like than we give really them, like them than we give them credit for. I know that. Mm-hmm. So um, can I ask you guys, like, how do you handle money, like the banks? So do you have a – I'm sure you have, like, a U.S.-based bank account probably. And then yes, we do. Is it easy to get the money, transfer it to your account in Uganda and get the cash? We don't have an account here. We don't have any banks in Uganda. Mm-mm. Okay. And how do, you use, how do you use money then in Uganda? Do you use your, use your Visa debit card or credit card? No, we never no. use cards ever. We don't, we don't do that. Um, we are weird. Uh, we started a cash-based budget system a couple years ago Okay. Uh, in the States. It really helped us save money, thousands actually, that we were that we were letting fall through our fingers from not budgeting that way. Yeah. And so uh, we have bank accounts in the United States, and we do use the ATM. We have a bank account that doesn't charge ATM fees, but the ATMs here still charge fees to use them. So quite honestly, when people come over, we have them bring as much cash as they can from oh, our wow. accounts and we utilize, we exchange that money. It, it saves us a whole lot more money exchanging us bills wow. than doing it the other way. So anyway, that's what we try to do. And because we budget strictly, um, we, you know, we have somebody coming over at the end of this month and then we have a team coming over in June. And so they will, you know, bring the rest of our year allowance. So wow. it's, it's kind of yeah, weird, but it's the best way to save money and 
that's kind of just what we do at the moment. What currency do they use in Uganda? It's shillings. Yeah. Okay. Ugandan shillings. So 3,000, 3,500 Ugandan shillings equals a dollar. <laughs> okay. Well, wow. That's, that's a lot of bills. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Why Uganda guys? I'm looking at a map here. It's in the middle of Africa. It's close to Rwanda and Burgundy, mm-hmm. Burundi. Why? What? What do you feel like brought you to Uganda? Why that? We got married here legally, and we really felt like God was calling us back to Uganda. Yeah, it wasn't where we wanted to. It wasn't where I wanted to be. Tanzania right. is the most beautiful country in in Africa. Just being real, wow. you know. So I always wanted to live in Tanzania because it was safe and beautiful. Um, and so we never thought Uganda, but we've been, you know, I used to live here before and then we came here together. Um, but after our son, Bo passed away, um, um, God gave me a dream that we had a little girl here. And so our biggest focus here is to foster and adopt a little boy and a little girl. And we found what we think are our, is our son and daughter, glory and shepherd and so um that's the reason we came we left everything for that dream a literal dream and um you know that's kind of our our vision's really simple it's all about family no matter if we're doing business or ministry and you know that's kind of how we're living our life right now but yeah uganda yeah tanzania is still close to you guys um you could go there for vacation right Mm-hmm. We're Mombasa, but yeah, we're right on the shore of Lake Victoria, so we're very close to the water. If you don't mind me asking, how do you feel, like, safety-wise, uh, where you are? Do you feel safe, or do you have to be careful where you go? Or maybe that's a stupid question. No, 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 it's okay. No, it's we feel pretty safe for the most part. There's still a lot of culture shock, and there's not culture shock, but culture differences, so... There's just a lot of different variables, you know, and Josh and I are weirdos. We love national security shows, you know, <laughs> so um, <laughs> sometimes we freak ourselves out more. You know, I don't even think we realize we're in the middle of Uganda. Like you're looking at a map right now and I'm just in my house in Uganda. And so uh, my um, my perspective is just different. But but, yeah, we can be as unsafe in a second as we are safe the minute before. It's just so I mean, how do you even gauge it? And so as a mom, it's very, it is harder for me. You know, Josh and I did, we traced all over the world, but we were in 20 countries and we were just young and dumb and didn't have a care. And now we have kids that we're responsible for. And it's not just the safety necessarily. It's the, um, you know, uh, health wise, you know, we've buried two sons. We went through two funerals. We don't want to do it again. And so Mm. we just had to make sure that what God was telling us was, you know, that we were really hearing him. And so it's all relative. It's hard because we don't know what tomorrow is going to be like, but we're, we're the safest we can be. So what is it like in the day of a life of a flipper missionary? So yeah. like, are you guys a church planting? Are you, are you trying to plant churches or what you would refer to as indigenous churches, self-supporting churches, and then you move on to the next one and then, you know, you're setting up churches or are you basically living life as, as if you were living in America, but going to church among Ugandan people in that fashion or how, what does it look like? It's a mix of both. It's in a mix of both worlds because we are connected to several churches in Uganda. So we go to church and we live like we're living in the States. Well, I mean, that's not, highly. Not, not exactly, but <laughs> not exactly at all. But, um, but we our our goal is to fund existing projects that are here. So our NGO focuses on fueling other people's visions. And so we have okay. two main churches that we help support that are run by Ugandan uh, men that Josh has known for years, actually. So we um, directly support them. We also work directly with a baby home that's right down the road. So a day in the life of us is we usually go to bed about 4.30 in the morning. Sometimes I go to bed at 3 and Josh stays up for another hour working because he handles um, some calls. (laughs) I don't. And then he wakes up at dawn with our kids because they are wild and they get up with the sun and he lets me sleep for a few hours. Then I get up and then we switch and we switch. And so I do homeschool 
and then he gets rest. And then after that, we do ministry in the afternoons and evenings. And then we start our day all over again when the kids go to bed. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes we're in the village and sometimes we're at home, but you know, I think we're trying to find a better way to communicate our story. Cause you know, we're, we do see our business as mission. And so we do, that's our, that's our biggest focus because yeah, that's definitely. the thing that frees us to, you know, do what God, you know, has put in us. And so that's something that we can't let go. So it's definitely been different than it used to be. Right. Yeah, most definitely. Because we have, we have that responsibility before, you know, we could traipse off all over, all over the world and we didn't have that, you know, that responsibility. So this is definitely new. What do you think? Yeah, no, most definitely. Yeah. I was thinking about, I'm looking at all these pictures on Google Maps of different cities like Entebbe in Uganda. Yeah. Yes. What city are you guys in? We're just outside of Kampala in... Manyanyu. Ah, Kampala. Yeah. I see it here. But we're not in Kampala, so you'll see it be crazy. We go in there like twice a week. It's crazy. So picture a little tiny roadway, and there's supposed to be two lanes. There's going to be eight, okay? There's going to be eight lanes, and then there's going to be motorcycles making their own lanes on top of that. That's what life is going to be. That's what it's like. (laughs) Don't try and drive an effort. (laughs) So do you feel safe taking taxis through there? We have a driver, um, so I trust him and we we let him drive so if we ever move to there's another place called jinja if we ever move there it's more remote and we could drive um but we don't feel comfortable driving in the city it's just too crazy yeah that is man that's amazing i'm just looking at the pictures here uganda is a beautiful country i i am uh i don't know if i'm seeing just like the best pictures (laughs) from from google here (laughs) but uh do you guys have a website people can go to to get more information about you guys? Yeah, we sure do. Our business website is webuyneworleans.com. Okay. And our nonprofit site is thosewhodream.org. And you can find us on Facebook at We Are Those Who Dream or at We Are or We Buy New Orleans. Sorry. All right. So I'm writing this down here webuyneworleans.com. Yes. And thosewhodream.org. Right, and then on and those who dream don't work. On Facebook, what would you, what would we look for you guys on Facebook? We are at We Buy New Orleans and at We are, We Are Those Who Dream. Correct. Sorry if I'm breaking up. Yeah, we are those who dream. Okay, I see some pictures for you guys. That's cool. Awesome. I just see Jesse Davis and Joshua Davis. Oh, those who dream. There it is. And so there's some really cool pictures of you guys and some videos of you guys here. Oh, and you recently, I saw a Facebook post. You guys recently had some, all your money stolen or something like that. Is that right? Is that, yes. We did. Is sure that, did. Do you want me not to talk about that? No, no, no. It's okay. That's okay. No, it's, it's okay. a learning lesson. It's hard because you're when you live in Africa, I we always teeter between suspicion and trust. Yeah. It's a really hard balance. And so we... You know, we had a lawyer and an immigration official that we had known for a decade, and um, they took our money instead of using it for what it was supposed to be used for. So, yeah, it was, it was not a crazy. It was more sad because the relationship, we can always make more money, but we like to keep the money we make too. So, yeah. you know, it stunk. Yikes. Well, you have beautiful kids here. I love these pictures. Uh, thank you. Sorry. Thank you. That's so cool. And I see one of these pictures, you're eating some pizza. Is it hard to find good pizza there? Is, or is that? Yeah. Yes. We haven't yes. had meat in like three months. So we, we got to get our beef jerky on. Or something. <laughs> we want some, we want some good steaks. Yeah, we do. So we want some crawfish, you know, we're from oh. Louisiana. We need some crawfish, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to find good. I think that's been, you know, when we were single, though, we didn't eat. Now that we're, we have kids, we like to eat. And so yeah. we we miss really good food. We miss it. So, okay. That's funny. Yeah, it's hard. They do have a sushi restaurant in the city, I heard, but I haven't tried it yet. Okay. So more on that later. <laughs> what would you guys say to people who, you know, have a desire to travel the world and do business virtually, real estate, or any kind of business, what were, what would be some of the things you would tell people? I think one of the things is just to 
not let any roadblock and barrier get in the way, whether it be a bad internet connection or cell phone reception or anything, just to learn to work around it and be creative. Yeah. Yeah, finding creative solutions. Just being very creative and saying, hey, okay, this internet works or this way this phone works and just go for it. I think the other thing that we have learned is just to, the power of staying connected and staying encouraged, especially when you do things virtually. People feel like they're connected to us all over the world, but we don't necessarily feel connected because we're, you know, we're so far away. Yeah. And so we've had to find ways to, to stay connected and stay encouraged because, you know, when you do business like us or in any way that's virtual, there are going to be a lot of people that don't understand there are going to be a lot of people that will say you're not legitimate, but even when you're pulling, you know, um, large checks, it's just, I think that's the biggest thing for us is just staying encouraged and keeping on towards the unique vision that we have. And so we had to learn, you know, what, what did we talk about yesterday about foundation on how it took us so many years? To not get off track and to keep your foundation strong, because a lot of people, they don't have the basics down. Yeah, I think we live in like a an age, especially with, you know, we love network marketing. When my brother-in-law does network marketing, um, where everybody's an expert in six minutes. Hmm. And so, and it's really shiny. That's really shiny and it's great. But one thing God spoke to us at the beginning of our marriage was if you don't learn to do the foundation now, you're going to be the same spot to a year from now as you are today. And we didn't listen. And we were three years into our marriage. We were at the same business wise. We were at the same place as we were the day we got married. And so when we made the the decision to be intentional about doing the hard stuff first and the basics, well, that's what changed our business forever. The last two years, we've done more business than we ever did the last five years of our marriage. And so um, do the basics well. Um, it's okay not to be an expert in six days. It's okay if you're not making six figures in six weeks. Um, you can, more power to you if you are, but um, you know, be good at the basics and you'll have a good foundation to and build, build up your foundation strong. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at your website here, and it's a really nice website, thosewhodream.org. I don't want to encourage everybody to go look at that. Webuyneworleans.com. Check that out. Mm-hmm. And then facebook.com slash wearethosewhodream is their Facebook page. And, um, well, you guys are awesome, and you're an inspiration. God bless you guys. I'm Thank so excited you. to hear your story and to follow you guys. We are here for you if you ever need anything. Please contact me or Alex. Um, you know how to get a hold of us. And um, maybe we could have a, an update with you guys in a little while just to see how things are going. And because um, I think, yeah, sure. we would love that. I think a lot of people listening to this are going to be inspired. I think a lot of people I know who, who follow me and who's on my list, um, one of the reasons why they, they listen to us is because. We teach virtual wholesaling, and we've done it. And there's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there who want to do it as well. And maybe they're a little afraid. They're a little nervous. They 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 don't know if it would really work. And so your your stories um, are inspiring to a lot of people, and uh, that makes me excited. I'm really happy <laughs> about all this. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Josh and Jess Davis. Do you Jesse, or do you just prefer Jess? I go by Jess. Yeah, or Jesse. It's fine. Either Either one. one. All right, good. Thanks so much for being on the show. We sure appreciate it. And um, thank you for having us. Just lost Alex again. Looks like he's having more internet problems than you guys are. (laughs) In Africa, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, God bless you guys. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much. On the show, and, and let's keep in touch. Okay. We sure will. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, guys, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to get the show notes, to get the links on how to connect with Jess, Josh and Jesse Davis. Um, WeBuyNewOrleans.com, ThoseWhoDream.org, Facebook.com slash WeAreThoseWhoDream is their website. And our website to get the show notes is realestateinvestingmastery.com. We'll see you guys later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 